everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode of Thieves Monthly Movie Loot. My name is Carlo and I'm here to share my thoughts on the films I've seen during the last week or two while trying to meet my monthly movie challenge. Now, before I begin, I would be remiss if I did not address some of what is happening around the world with this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, a couple of hours ago, the government issued a curfew here in Puerto Rico. A lot of countries have been doing the same, which I think is the right call. So everybody stay home, avoid contact, and be safe. So back to our challenge. Let's get on with the first five films I've seen during the month of March. A film directed by a woman. Now, this category comes because of International Women's Day, and the film I saw was Ava Duvernay's documentary 13. It can also fit my other category of a documentary film. It is indeed a powerful documentary about the problem of mass incarceration and criminalization of black people in the U.S. Duvernay tracks the current issues of prison overcrowding in the U.S. to the passing of the 13th Amendment back in the 19th century and how it sparked a string of systemic mechanisms to keep black people quote-unquote unchecked, so to speak. Uh, it is the kind of documentary that's bound to anger you from the get-go. The documentary makes a strong point of showing how the U.S. has never properly dealt with the aftermath of the abolition of slavery, leading to everything from how black people are portrayed in the media to obviously appalling racist politics and crimes like segregation and we all know of the crimes that have been committed against black people. The choices of interviewees is pretty good, with most of them presenting strong points in a compelling way, people that you wish you could listen to more. There were a couple of moments where I felt the anger bubbling. Duvernay makes a connection to the birth of a nation in regards to how black people are portrayed in the media, which brought back the anger I felt when I was watching that film. Brief parenthesis, but Spike Lee makes a similar point in an equally powerful way in his film Bamboozled. But back to the angering aspects of 13, things like the details of the Emmett Till murder or the correlation between racist injustice of the past and Donald Trump's current rhetoric, well, uh, they got to me. So this one's definitely worth watching. A film about aliens or alien abductions. The second film I saw was in honor of Alien Abduction Day, which is on March 20. I saw the animated film Monsters vs. Aliens, which is perhaps on the other end of the spectrum of 13, but it was chosen for the kids. The film follows Susan, voiced by Reese Witherspoon, a shy, insecure woman that ends up becoming a giant after being hit by a meteorite on the day of her wedding. As a result, she is imprisoned in a government secret facility along with other monsters and failed experiments, like a mad scientist turned cockroach, voiced by Hugh Laurie, a genetically altered blob, voiced by Seth Rogen, and an ancient fishman, voiced by Will Arnett, when alien overlord Galaxar, voiced by Rain Wilson, threatens to invade Earth, the monsters are sent to stop them. Overall, I thought this was a very fun film. I had several good laughs. I think I even laughed more than my kids. The voice cast, which also includes Kiefer Sutherland and Stephen Colbert, was solid. And there's also a good message of empowerment, female or not, and accepting yourself the way you are. So regardless of whether you're watching it alone or with your kids, I'm sure you're going to have fun with it. A film from the 1001 movies you must see before you die list whose ranking includes the number three. For this category, I saw the classic western The Man Who Shot Liberty Balance. This film was strongly recommended by a couple of friends on Twitter. The film follows Rance Stoddard, played by James Stewart, a young idealistic attorney that finds his convictions challenged by the brutality of the titular bandit, played by Lee Marvin, and the tough machismo of local rancher Tom Donifon, played by John Wayne. 
Stoller tries to deal with balance through legal means, but is pushed further from the law with every confrontation. Obviously, the film tries to make a contrast between the civilized versus uncivilized ways, and although it might feel a bit heavy-handed, the message is well carried by both Stewart and Wayne. I think this is only the second or third Wayne film I've seen. He's a bit spotty in his performance, but still has a couple of great moments towards the end. Plus, Lee Marvin is deliciously vicious as Liberty Balance. Unfortunately, I think the overall effect of the film is hampered by an unnecessary epilogue that tries to explain too much. There were some things I liked and some things I didn't from that epilogue. I mean, I like how they try to draw a line between what happened and what people think happened in terms of Stoddard's reputation and the effect it can have on people. Uh, I also like the hints they showed on how Halley, which is the love interest of both Stoddard and Donifon, might not have gotten over one despite ending up with the other. What I didn't like was the explanation of who shot Liberty Balance. It seems too convenient and more of an attempt to appease fans. Still, I thought it was a damn fine western. A film from Bosnia and Herzegovina. For this category, I saw Back to Bosnia, a documentary film. This was in honor of Bosnia and Herzegovina's Independence Day. The film is directed by Bosnian Sabina Bashraka. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. So it also fits my documentary film and my female director category. But anyway, it follows Bashraka as she returns to her hometown in Bosnia with her family after fleeing the war in the 1990s. The film shows the family as they reconnect with relatives and visit different places like mass graves and other places that were affected by the war, while sharing stories of their childhood and how they were kicked out of their home. The documentary closes with the family trying to reclaim that home from the people that actually kicked them out, which are still living there, surrounded by the family's personal belongings. Overall, I found the documentary to be solid, but for most of its duration, I felt it like a certain punch. However, that final act with the family returning to their apartment did drove everything home. Spoiler alert, in case you don't want to know what happened, just fast forward a couple of seconds. Uh, there is something tragically ironic about seeing the family walking around their occupied apartment as they confront that family, reminiscing about the past with every little thing like glasses, tiles, cabinets, a couch, only to see them recover the apartment in the end after some legal procedures, but find it stripped of all of their things as they apparently received the house mostly empty and bare. So to see them being unable to stay there is a testament to how war strips us of many things material and not, a lot of which we try to recover by different means, like going back to their country, reconnecting with relatives, trying to get their apartment back, and yet there are things that can never be recovered, they are lost forever, so although some might see the action of reclaiming the apartment only to leave again as anticlimactic, I think it's an acknowledgement of what I said, perhaps cathartic in terms of giving them closure as they continue with their lives, I thought it was quite powerful. If anyone's interested, the documentary is really short, it's just a little over an hour, and it's free on Amazon Prime. A film with a woman's name in its title. For this category, I saw two films. The first one was for the kids. Uh, it was Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return, which is yet another film in honor of International Women's Day because it has a woman's name in the title. Uh, it is an animated film and is set directly after the events of The Wizard of Oz. It follows the attempts of Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Lion to bring back Dorothy in order to stop the Jester, voiced by Martin Short, who happens to be the brother of the Wicked Witch of the West and wants to take control of Oz in revenge. 
My main issue is that the film feels very manufactured and forced, not organic, as we see Dorothy once again meet an array of characters on her way to the jester. This includes a big owl, a guard made of marshmallow, a china doll, and a big tree turned into a boat. All these characters are colorful enough to keep the kids interested, and the voice talent is good, but the film also seems to try too hard to feel dramatic, with some forced relationships and some sappy songs. If anything, the best it has is the voice performance of short who really sells the character of the jester overall not a very good film but still somewhat enjoyable since that film was more for the kids i wanted to see another one more mature for that category of a film with a woman's name in the title so i went with todd haynes carol the film follows therese played by Rooney Mara, a young and naive clerk at a department store that finds herself captivated by the titular character, played by Kate Blanchett, an older wealthy woman that is going through a bitter divorce. The film is excellently written and acted by everybody. Mara is excellent as she portrays the insecurities of Therese, but Blanchett, as usual, is a standout. There's such a mesmerizing quality to her performances that you just can't take your eyes off her, and this one is no different. The film does a great job of contrasting both characters and showing how both of them grow, uh, change and evolve as a result of their relationship. This one strongly recommended a great film. One thing I liked was that although I had intentionally selected one or two of the categories to celebrate women because of International Women's Day, most of the films I saw, with the exception of Liberty Balance, ended up having a message of female empowerment from something seemingly simple as an animated character that regains her confidence and learns to accept herself the way she is, to something as serious as two female directors presenting the harsh truth of their past and their heritage. So to all women that are out there making great films and great characters, I salute you. Those were the first five films of the month. The remaining categories I have for the rest of March are a film with the number three in its title, any film that starts with the letters E or F, a film from the 1920s, a documentary film, the third part on a film franchise, a film with the word spring in its title, a film based on a Shakespeare play, a film where the phone is crucial to the plot, a film from or with Warren Beatty, and a film with a prominent deaf character. As usual, I would love to read anyone's recommendations for those. If anybody has any suggestion or recommendation you'd be willing to share, you can contact me via Twitter at TIFCGT, T-H-I-E-F-C-G-T, or on Letterboxd as TIFF12. So that's all for the episode of Thief's Monthly Movie Loot. I'd like to thank Joseph McDade for once again providing the music. If you like his music or the podcast or both, spread the word, share the link, and tell others to listen. Hope you all have a wonderful week. I came down here to say goodbye to you, so goodbye, good luck, and good riddance. Mm-hmm.